What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Glenn Thanks the Podcast. I'm glad to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by a podcast. That doesn't even make sense. You can't stop by a podcast. I walked to the podcast and knocked on the door and just stopped. I drove to the podcast. No, but thanks for listening. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen, unless you're at work. Unless you're at work. And you should be working right now, but you're like, man, I want to listen to a little bit of Glenn Thinks the Podcast. And uh, and you're doing that. But even if you're doing that, I'm glad that you're listening to my podcast. How you doing? How's your week, man? Has it been a roller coaster of emotion? It's been a wild week. If you're in the States, to the people that are outside the United States that don't know the elections were this week. And, uh... It was kind of a crazy time, man. But uh, we all got through it. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do when you're going through going through crazy times in your life. It's some stuff you just got to give time. You got to kick back. You got to chill out. And you just got to give some stuff some time. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's not really... I don't know. Yeah, I've voiced my opinion on this before. I... Like, I don't really think that... I think the politicians are crazy and uh, and really just power-hungry people. And I think that every so often they come around every two years for midterms and four years for presidential. Like, I think these people come around and they just tell people what do, they want to hear. And uh, I don't know, man. I know that 50% of the country is, like, really happy. And 50%'s like really bummed. I don't know. There's like 1% that's just like, well, either way that this would have went is not the way that I wanted to go. And that's kind of where I fall, man. So I think my main hope, my main hope for, for, uh, for the new year is that people kind of chill out because it's kind of like people are pitted against each other during, uh, election times. That's weird. Like, like neighbors, are pitted against each other and it's like it's it's just strange to see all these rich elite you know people from dc pitting common people against each other it's it's just kind of like wow y'all buy this like uh yeah but i know it's a big deal to a lot of people glenn glenn it matters all right i know it matters i'm not gonna stop i'm not gonna stay on this you know congratulations Congratulations to some of you and best of luck to the other ones <laughs> next time. But uh but anyway, something that I failed to do in my last podcast and I can't believe that I failed to do it, man, was I failed to congratulate the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning the World Series. Like any fans that might listen to this podcast, man, if you're a Dodgers fan, congratulations. And I called it. Like I called it if you go back if you go back to a podcast before the World Series started, and then I think I even repeated myself after the World Series started, I said the Dodgers were going to take it in six, right? And that's exactly what happened. If you're a betting person and you listen to me for like sports betting advice, you know, I don't say things. I don't usually make calls like that when it comes to sports, uh, you know, unless it's something I'm really familiar with, like baseball. And I call that Dodgers and six. And you'd be like, well, Glenn, you know, there's a 50-50 chance, you know, that the Dodgers or the 
where the Rays were going to take take the World Series, you know. So you just pick the right team, and they're going to win it in either four games, five games, six games, or seven games, right? Because you got to win four. And so, like, to me, I don't know, man. I was pretty excited for myself. I was more excited because I'm a Yankees fan. I'm more, I was more excited that I called it right <laughs> than I was that they actually won because the Yankees were obviously in carrying away. But congratulations to Dodgers fans if you out there and you listening. Congratulations. But something that did bum me out about this whole election cycle is I announced last, I think it was like last November that I was going to run for president, right? And the thing that bummed me out about that is then I completely forgot that I was running for president, right? I completely forgot that I was running for president and then the election happened. I was like, man, I didn't even get to it. I didn't even get to like, like I remembered like on election day. Like I forgot I was running for president, man. Who forgets? Well, my life's been busy. My life's been really busy. I've got a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I mean, you like, I had to do a lot of stuff, man. Christmas shopping has started. Christmas shopping has started and that made me forget that I was running for president. There's so many things that made me forget that I was running for president. Yeah. But I think that, I think that people probably wouldn't vote for me. Right, because I just don't care. I'm not trying to impress people. You know how people's like, you know, whatever you want to hear, my base, like whatever you want to hear, that's what I'm gonna tell you. You know, and like, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a teenage boy, you know, that likes a girl, and he just doesn't know how to uh, how to talk to her, you know, because he's kind of scared and kind of kind of like uh I don't know nervous and he's just like what do you, what does she want to hear I'll just tell her that you know it's kind of like I talked on this podcast before like <laughs> all like when like all the girls that I told when I was young that I liked the wallflowers you know and <laughs> like all the girls that I lied to yeah I like you like them I like them a lot one headlight you know I knew one headlight because that's the song that's on the radio. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like the Grateful Dead. Like, I like Grateful Dead. Well, what's your favorite Grateful Dead song? Truckin'. That's how you know that people really don't like Grateful Dead if they tell you that their favorite song is called is Truckin'. Like, they're not, they don't like Grateful Dead. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the Wallflowers. It's the same thing with politicians. You know, I'll tell you what you want to hear and get you all keyed up. Get you all keyed up like you're hyper on sugar. Like you're a little kid eating Halloween candy. Hyper on sugar. But, uh, and then, like, uh, but anyway, (laughs) that's what, well, I don't even know where, I, I don't even know where I was going. Like, oh, but I don't have, like, there's no base. Was it a bunch of people that, that don't care? That would never, we'd never get nothing done. You know, we never get nothing done at the White House. You know, if I was president, I would more worry about, like, I would have big cookouts at the White House, right, where I got people together. And, uh, man, we'd be cooking all kind of stuff, you know. We'd be barbecuing. We'd have steak night. I would make that an I would sign an executive order 
to have steak night once a week. How good of a, like how good of a mood would everybody be in if they got steak night once a week? If you're a vegetarian, man, if you're vegetarian or vegan, I don't even know what the, the difference is between those, you know, because I'm not smart. And then there's like the pesca, what is it? The people who just eat fish, the Episcopalians. And, uh, like whatever you want, man. One night a week, you eat what you really want. One night a week, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that do stuff like that. Right. But then there's a lot of people that don't do stuff like that. You know, they're just like, I got to finish all the leftovers, you know. But if I was present, if Glenn Thay stuff was present. Right. And I mandated it. Like, you got to do this, man. You got to you do you deserve after a long, hard week to have one meal that you really love, which I would try to say is steak night for me. You know, that's my truth. <laughs> that was, that's what I would do. So what, like, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, Glenn, that would be great. But you can't just do that in four years and that's it. You didn't do nothing. Well, what'd he do? You know, I would be a fail. Per- I wouldn't like not even run for re-election. I'd be like, you ain't even got to re-elect me. I put steak night on the calendar, you know, or, or food that you really like day every once a week on the calendar. You know, because a lot of holidays, like we have a lot of holidays once a year. Once a year, we have these holidays, right? Whatever the holiday is. Why is it like that? You know, if something's really awesome, like I understand having Christmas once a year, you know, because in the cold and the snow, you can't have like, like a Christmas in the summer, you know, that just would be kind of weird because of everything that's associated with Christmas. But going forward, like new holidays that we could have, like, why can we have them multiple times a year or once a month or once a week? You know what I mean? Like like hold the door for people day <laughs> you know what i like something where people would it would you would spread the cheer man why can't we have something like that and, and another reason you can't have christmas every day because parents would not have any money <laughs> parents would not have any money if you had it like once a week or once a what i say once a day i don't even know what i'm saying man I just by i mean i i don't even know what i said two minutes ago whatever we even talking about like, but low, what I would accomplish, I wouldn't accomplish a lot. I'll go ahead and tell you. I'd hang out with some people. If I met some foreign world leaders, like I'd just hang out with them. I'd talk small talk. They'd be like, let's talk trade. Let's talk trade. Or whatever accent. That ain't even an accent. That's like, that's, <laughs> it's like, let's talk trade. What accent is that? Tell me. <laughs> what is that? It's like a troll with a lisp. But, uh, I'd be like, no, that's boring, man. Like, let's just, I can trust you. <laughs> You're, you, you look like a trustworthy guy. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't be a good president, but I would run for president because I don't think none of them are. So I think that maybe if you went in there and just didn't do nothing, then you probably do less de- you know, would it do less damage? If you just go in there and don't do anything, you know, because sometimes I think you do something like our leaders do something 
and then it backfires and they're like, oh, and nobody can ever admit that they're wrong. You know, you can't admit like that's like admitting defeat. Like you can't admit that you did something wrong. When's the last time that you saw a president be like, man, I did this and it's just like, uh, I shouldn't have done that. That like messed up bad. You know what I mean? It's like when you're playing with matches when you're a little kid and the fire that you make gets out of hands. You know, you're not, you know that some of these politicians like look at the national debt and they're like, dear Lord God, (laughs) after they, after they see what happens, they're just like, man, what's going to happen with this? Like, this can't be good. You know, some of them are thinking that like, ah, we're just kicking this can down the road, but, um, till our dollar collapses. But anyway, I don't know. I'll try not, if I run again, which I don't know if I'll do, because, like, I just don't, I don't know if I got time to run for president, man, you know? And then when you got to be president, I want to move up there. I want to move. I like South Carolina. I ain't trying to move to D.C. It just doesn't look like them people, and you got to get dressed up all the time. I ain't about that. I ain't about that at all, Yeah, And having a beard in Washington, like they probably wouldn't like that. Yeah. And I don't know. Saying dude in the inaugural address probably wouldn't go over good either. But anyway, so I decided while I was at the polls, there's like all these people that are on the ballot, um, that don't have, they're running against nobody, which is just stupid. Like we'll, we will go through the formalities and put be put up. Why? Why go through the formalities? Like, there's nobody else on the ballot. So I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my name in the hat in this whole, in this whole thing. So there's nobody running against the corner where I am. It's just the corner. So I was like, I'll throw my name in the hat with the old corner race. Yeah, I will do the old right in because how hard? Because I thought about it. How hard could it be to be a corner? It couldn't be that hard to be a corner. What what do corners do? They go to where the dead folks are and they poke them with a stick, you know, to make sure they're dead. And they'll be like, yeah, they're dead. And then you can tell your, your corner assistant, you can be like, man, take a lot of pictures. Yeah. Gather the, gather the information because you could show up. And if there's like a baseball bat and they're bleeding from the head, you could be like, they got bludgeoned in the head, you know? It's that's my report. I that is all I would write. Like cause of death, bludgeoned in the head, mercilessly bludgeoned. You know, I would probably just say that if I didn't even know what it was. I'd be like mercilessly bludgeoned, and they'd be like, "Well, Glenn, it looks like they died from natural causes," and I would say, "Well." Naturally, it looks like they got bludgeoned. <laughs> Naturally, it looked like they got bludgeoned in the head. Or if you wanted to like be non-controversial, because I ain't trying to be in the newspaper, because whatever the corner makes, they probably make more than what I make by poking and sticking and prodding. So what you would do, right, is if there was a detective on the scene, like the detectives, if it was like something, like because there has to be police reports. If the coroner's called out, there has to be a lot of times. I don't know how it works. Probably not all the time. You know, maybe I got to wait till I get on the job, you know, because I guess I'm kind of like the vice corner, 
Yeah. So if there's a, if it's like a homicide or something like that, you know, and there's a police report, I could be like, you know, I could read the, I get my hands on the police report and then just kind of plagiarize it. You know what I mean? And then you could like, if you just, if you're a corner and you just plagiarize the police report, you know, and just change some word, put it in your own words, you know, and then it would line up. You could be like, you know, that would make your job easier. You'd be like, exactly what they said is what has happened. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, uh, I don't know. Like to me, what's the worst that could happen? If you're trying to determine like what is the cause of death, it's not like you can kill somebody. You know, if you're a doctor, if you're a doctor and you prescribe the wrong medication, or if you're like a surgeon, right, and you and you are operating on somebody, and you're like, man, I sever that artery, my bad. You know what I mean? If you're a coroner and you sever an artery, you know, no crime, no foul, man. It doesn't. What's the worst that could happen is you could accidentally bring somebody back to life. You know, you could do something. You could cross some wires. And they could be like, <gasps> and to come back to life. That's the worst case scenario for a coroner. You know, that's what I thought. So I thought that I would like, uh, because I had like water, the water guy over the water, whatever, the water. But I mean, I'm on well water. So that rate, and like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna be drinking the water. I guess I should have thrown my name into that because since I'm on well water, that's, I guess, the public water guy. But I would hate to be the one that was like, you know, if our budget was off and I'd skimp on the chemicals and then like everyone got violently ill, you know, I would be like, oh, my bad. I didn't. I got well water. But uh, so I didn't go for that because corner, I was like, just who can mess that up? So I so I went to sleep that night. I guess I had thought about it and kind of found like laughed about it. I was like, that's great. I might be that. If something happens, I might end up corner. But I had this dream, right? And I was at this, I like, I went in the dream. I, I was at this, it was like a big funeral parlor at night. Because I'm the corner, right? So I'm the new corner. So I guess they were showing me around. And it was a, it was a father, son, daughter outfit, right? It was like a family thing. I wonder, I've, I think that a lot of funeral homes probably are family things, but it's like this family run funeral home and, uh, it was a family run funeral home and the son, which was like a grown son and it was nighttime is weird. And he was, he was taking me through this, this, like, it wasn't a hall outside, but it was kind of like a, it was open on both sides. It was open. And, but there was a covering overhead and there was like these, uh, there were these doors and some of the doors had, they kind of look like, they kind of look like jail cell doors and like, like pr with prison bars on the, um, like prison bar windows or like, uh, gated windows, like with a uh, fencing, like chicken wire or like a chain link, um, window in the door and we walked by this one door and it was really eerie man because in the dream he's showing me around where it's at night we're walking by this one door and it was like a wash it was like a car wash for dead bodies right and uh and it was a uh, it was like a 
it was like a bunch of pressure wash. It's like you go through a car wash and you know, the, the pressure washers that move around and wash your car. Like, uh, they, it was like that, except it was dark in there and they would just roll the bodies in and turn it on. I guess to <laughs> wash the bodies. I don't know. But I remember the smell was horrible. It was like a horrible smell. And I don't usually smell in my dreams, but I just remember in the dream being like, was that smells terrible. And then like that was kind of weird. And then we went inside and there was his dad that, uh, like the father of the, the funeral home. And he was sitting at this old roll up desk, right? Like a old timey roll up desk. And he was like fat and sweaty. And it was, the air was really, it was really still in there. Like it didn't have, um, central air conditioner and we walked in i was just looking around and he was at the this roll-up desk like like angry looking because some bills were not like they didn't have money to pay some bills and then i looked over and there was the sister of the boy like the daughter and she was grown but she was standing there right she was standing there in these old timey clothes and she just had a far away look in her eyes right and she was listening to like an old phonograph like an old uh and this was modern day it was like an old record player you know like with the big uh like the big horn thing that comes out the top <laughs> I guess it was like the old timey speaker, you know, the old timey phonograph, like what that looks like. So she's sitting there listening to records. She's just standing in the middle of the floor, right? With this off to the side, the phonograph off to the side. And she's just standing, just staring into nowhere, right? With this like blank stare. I was like, this is weird, man. Like, what have I got myself into being cornered? You know? I'm not really feeling this, but then like, then I woke up and it was the strangest dream. And I was like, man, I don't know if that's what a corner's life is. Maybe I'm not too cut out for that either. But anyway, but anyway, so that, that happened to me this week. The, uh, what else, what else is going on? What else is going on this week that I can tell you about? Oh, uh, I started watching Christmas movies. The Christmas movie marathon has started. It's November for all the people because there's people. Yeah, I've seen people. You know, they're like, I just can't stand those people. They're playing Christmas music already. I've been playing Christmas music, man. I've been doing that. You know, and I watched the Santa Claus this week. Me and one of my kids watched the Santa Claus, and we shook on a deal. They wanted to shake on the deal, like uh. If I, if Santa ever fell off our roof, that I would just put on the jacket, like Tim Allen on the Santa Claus, which is my favorite. That's my favorite Christmas movie is, uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And, uh, you know, I was kind of reluctant to do it, but then I agreed, you know, because if Santa Claus falls off my roof, like, uh, I guess I'd be willing to be Santa Claus. You age, you get fat and you age and you, you know, you put on some weight, yeah. But that is, I guess I'm willing to do it for the cause, man. But anyway, uh, it's just a month away. It's next month. So, you know, I'm excited. It's Chris. This My podcast is going to start being Christmas themed, you know. It's going to start being Christmas themed in November. And the 1st of November is when I start, when I start, uh, 
talking about Christmas stuff. Yeah. And I remember when I was little, when I was little, I used to go, I used to always go to Alabama to see my grandma in Alabama. And we would see her at Christmas and a couple other times because we're closer, like in distance to her during the year. And then my other grandmother lived in New York. So we would go to New York in the in the summertime. And I was thinking about this week. I, d- I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast before, but uh, one time um, I rode up with my family to New York, but then I had to get back to work. Um, I had to get back to work. And, you know, because I was of working age and it was one summer. And so what I did was I took a Greyhound bus from um, Syracuse, New York, down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. And if you want to adventure, if you and this is like, man, this is like 20 years ago. So I don't even know what it's like now. Maybe it's better. May Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> But uh, but maybe like security has tightened up a little bit more. But I rode a Greyhound bus from Syracuse, New York to Charlotte. And the amount, like the layovers that you have, like I think back then it was like you could go anywhere for like 50 bucks was like a ticket. Like on a Greyhound bus, I think they had a deal was like $49 and you could go anywhere. But I mean, it might take you if it's like a 12-hour um, ride, it might take you 20 or 24 hours to get where you're going. And so I remember like, you don't sleep, you don't sleep because I also took one from, um, Charlotte to Pensacola, Florida, maybe even that same summer. So I went down the whole, well, not the whole Eastern seaboard, but I went down like the whole East coast, like most of it, like 90% of it. And Man, you want an adventure with no sleep? <laughs> Get on a Greyhound bus and ride from Syracuse to Charlotte. You will be you will see some shady stuff and you'll be around some shady characters. And I mean some people are just like that's what they do, but I remember going into I remember going into New York, New York City, right? And it was like right it was not like it was like maybe uh it might have been, I want to say 9-11 had happened. And and it was like the next, maybe the next year. It might have even been the spring. It was the next year, um, I think. And so when I rode into New York City, it's like this huge, the Greyhound Station's huge. And I'd never been to New York City before. And if you're going to go to New York City, like, for your first time, I don't recommend taking a Greyhound bus into Manhattan just because like, I didn't know what to expect or what. And so I was like, man, I had like a three or four hour layover. So I was like, I'm going to wander around a little bit. Right. And so I left the bus station, which is like four or five stories. I mean, it's the hugest Greyhound station that I ever saw. And I was just like, I'll walk around, you know, I'll walk around. So I'm carrying all my bags and the witch is like all my bags is like probably a backpack and a duffel bag right and so i'm walking around looking all crazy because i'm just a i'm young man and uh i'm walking around looking all crazy and i turn off because i don't know where i am i'm in manhattan i turn off and it's like if 
like how it was back then i assume it's like this now you turn off on some of those streets that are like you know right off the main i guess around the Times square area some of those streets are just straight up dark and shady looking right so i don't know where i'm going i'm just trying to wander around and keep my bearings like okay i came this way i gotta go back this way and so i turned down this one street and it was just straight up dark and as soon as i started walking i saw one guy coming from one side of the road and then another guy coming from another side of the road like right toward me and they were making eye contact with me right and uh so i was gonna get robbed probably <laughs> so i just turned around you know, and immediately wandered, like went back toward where all the lights were and everything. And, you know, there's polices riding around on horses, which is kind of weird to me. Like, why are you going to wa- walk around on a horse or ride around on a horse if you're a police? Like, is that really the most effective thing with a bunch of people around? You know, because if you had to chase anybody, like you'll trample (laughs) you'll leave hoof prints on somebody so this is just kind of weird like riding this big animal around you know with the back end of it and the faces of all these people which is kind of strange to me you know which i i don't know man why they do it but anyway like uh i just wandered around it was really crazy man and I, i i ended up getting back on the bus and there were some strange stops along the way, man. Um, there were some strange, just, it was just weird, man. I remember at one, at one bus station, like this guy came up to me and he was really clean cut. It was a really clean cut guy. And I look rough. I know I looked rough back then, but he was like, he just came up to me out of nowhere. I was at a bus station and, uh, he was like, would you like to buy some LSD? And I was like, that, this is crazy. I don't even know if I said anything to him. If I said anything to him, I was just like, ah, nah, man, you know, and wandered off. I was just, it was, it's just, you see some strange stuff, you know, at bus stations because at some bus, at some Greyhound stations, there's homeless people hanging around and stuff. And so, you know, those were, those were, uh, those were interesting rides, you know, that I had on the Greyhound bus. But, I mean, I probably wouldn't do it. I probably wouldn't do it now, you know. It seems like, especially with COVID, you know. Because whatever precautions Greyhound has taken with this whole thing, it's not, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not, uh, I mean, enough, <laughs> you know. But, anyway, I would just think with back then with all the, with all the uh, the lack of security that they had back then, because I remember they did have kind of tighter security in New York City, but uh, it still left some something to be desired. I mean, and all these other stops, you know that that was like a main way to traffic drugs was on Greyhounds, yeah. But anyway. That, that's just something I thought about this week because I was thinking about traveling. And I mean, a lot of people are going to be traveling a few weeks to their families for, um, for Thanksgiving. I've got some family that's going to hang out with some family. And then I might have some family here, but I'm not really sure yet. I'm not really sure how that's going to go down. But I mean, I'm totally cool. Even if I'm by myself for Thanksgiving, I, uh, 
I don't mind it, man. I like, I like myself. I like, man, you know how good of a time I have with myself. But, uh, but anyway, so that's exciting. And all the hustle and bustle Christmas, I'm trying to knock out what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to knock out all of my, uh, Christmas shopping as soon as I can. I started a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, I really would like to be farther along than I am, but it is what it is, man. There's like, if you're too busy, if you're too busy to remember you're running for president, you know, chances are you probably aren't ahead on your Christmas shopping. I just got busy life, busy life, man. But, um, but I still make time for the podcast and you guys, and I hope everybody's doing all right. It's going to be all right, man. It's going to be all right. And your neighbor's your neighbor. Look here, your neighbor's your neighbor. I got friends on both sides of the aisle and I'm just a guy walking in the middle of the aisle like aimlessly. <laughs> like it ain't never going to be the way that I want it. But, uh, but there's man, I know some good people. I know some good people on both sides and some people might be shocked. Some people might be shocked to hear that, 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 but, but look here, there ain't no millionaires or billionaires gonna tell me who's good and who's not right you know because because people people get sucked up into the stuff and uh people with good character right that would do anything for you get sucked up um into this political stuff um during election cycles is all good you know you just gotta give some people some space sometimes and just be like all right you know yeah yeah sometimes you do yeah, because I'd rather, like at this point in my life, I'd rather be happy than than to be right. Yeah, I had to I had to apologize to somebody this week for that exact for that exact reason, right? Like I said something, and I didn't say it to a to offend them, right? I didn't say it to offend them, and but they got offended. And I had to, I was thinking about, I was like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, right? I didn't say anything derogatory towards them. I just said something and they took it wrong, right? But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? Like this person's my friend and I should, you know, I should be like, man, I'm sorry that, that, that you found that offensive. You know, I'm sorry that I offended you. And I didn't really, I, I was like, and then I need to be like, you know, but that's not what I meant. But then I was like, you know what? I don't need to give them that explanation. You know, I don't need to even give them an explanation or try to explain it further. I just need to apologize, you know, because I didn't say it. You know, maybe I didn't think about it before I said it. You know, how could someone take this? You know, and so that's just, and then after that, everything was hunky dory, you know, and they were like, I was on edge a little bit and it was all good and we're all good, you know? And so that's kind of how I look at all this, you know, it's not always about me. It's not always about being right. You know, it's not always, I'd rather be happy and be right. You know, I'm not right, <laughs> but I'm happy. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway. I hope that uh, I hope that everybody has a, a great week this week. It's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good month. 
I hope that everybody is staying safe. And I mean, if you want to put your Christmas tree up and sip a little eggnog, watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, you know, there's those of us who are out there doing that kind of stuff, you know, so come on in. The water's fine. But thanks for checking me out today. And all the contact information is in the notes of the podcast. If you want to hear me talk about anything or you just want to hit me up and say what's up, I'll talk to you. But uh, until next week, Merry Christmas to y'all and to y'all a good night.